So, he's David Harmer. And he's Ray Glow. And together we are... The, the Glummer Twins. Twins! Socially distanced spoken word from the beat generation. And this is... Glumcast! So, the vet says, is it a Tom? And the bloke says, no, I've got it in this basket. Oh, that's very funny, that is. What are you doing? Oh, have we started? Well, I have. Oh, okay, then. Uh, right, uh, so, uh, welcome to the final episode of season two. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, what happens next? Well, we, we do the episode. No, I mean, when we've done the episode. Oh, right. Uh, well, we're having a break. Oh, right, like, uh, like a tea break. No, a break break. Oh, right, uh, like a holiday. Yeah, like a holiday. Ha! Well, where are we going? <laughs> we aren't going anywhere. But you said like a holiday. Yes, like a holiday. Oh, not an actual holiday then? No. Oh. Yeah, um, we're taking a couple of months off uh, and we'll be back with season three in the autumn. Great. Yep. Anyway, given that this is a special episode, we've got Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef in the studio with us today. Yes, I had noticed. Hello, Big Jeff, the Sheffield chef. Oh, do? How are you doing? Uh, yes, well, uh, Big Jeff is going to give us another of his special recipes later. Great. Hey, um, have you ever twitched? Eh? Twitched. Oh, right. Uh, well, uh, do you remember that gig we did at the comedy festival? And they hadn't earthed the sound system properly. And I got hold of a live mic. Yeah. Well, I twitched then. Yeah, you certainly did. You know, I reckon it was after that that your hair started receding. <sighs> Not that again. I have a high hairline. How many more times do I have to tell you? Well, OK. Uh, what, were, what were we talking about? Me twitching. Oh, yes. No, no, no. I mean twitching, like as in bird spotting. Oh, is that what they call it? Well, that's what the aficionados call it, yeah. All right. I remember once we were in your flat and you said, Oh, look, there's a Maganza on the weir. Where? In your flat, overlooking the Don in Sheffield. Ah, uh, he lives in Chesterfield now. Who does? Don. No, no, the River Don. There was a duck on it and you said, It's a Maganza. Very rare, the Maganza. I thought you were talking about a sausage. Eh? But that's a magazer. Right. Uh, when did I say all this? Oh, before all the lockdown, before Covid, when we were uh, rehearsing. Oh, in the distant past, long, long ago. Did we rehearse? Yep. Actually, I do remember. It was a goosander. A goose and a what? I thought it was a duck. It was. Well, well why did you say it was a goose and a... No, it was a duck. A goosander. Looks a lot like a Maganza, or Ruddy Duck. No need for that. Anyway, it was only there for a year, then it moved on. Like I said, you know about this stuff, spotting birds. What's all this got to do with the show? Well, I thought maybe our listener would like to know more about us as people, you know, as more rounded figures. Speak for yourself. You're the one who likes the pies. I have a very healthy diet. 
What I mean is, in season one, right, we were very slick, weren't we? As presenters, interviewers, performers, we were displaying our glitzy, showbiz, professional personas. Who was? We were. Were we? Weren't we? No, not really. We tried all that, but I don't think we quite managed it. Ah, well, perhaps you're right. Anyway, you and bird spotting. (sighs) Well, okay, I dabble. Uh Aha. Hey, it isn't always easy to identify which bird you've actually spotted. Oh, I agree. Spotting birds can be difficult. Not like trains. Oh, no, they're very easy to spot, aren't they? Big and noisy, they go, nah, nah. And you think, well, I spotted that one. Oh, here comes another. Yeah. So so how come we're talking about train spotters? Well, I was just thinking about Derek this morning. Derek? Yeah, train spotter Derek. Oh, right. Train spotter and part-time conspiracy theorist, Derek. That's the one. Came to a very sticky end, if you remember. I do. He's got the anorak. Right? He's got the duffel bag. He's got the big notebook. And a pocket full of pens. Fountain pens. And cartridge pens. And all those flipping biros. Cost Derek's ready. Derek's ready. Derek's ready. Derek's ready for the red light. Orange light. Green light. Go. Whoops. Missed it. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. He's got the thermos flask, got the sandwiches, the family pack of crisps, and a pocket full of sweets, bounty bars, and Yorkie bars, and all those flipping penguins. Cost Derek's ready, Derek's ready, Derek's ready, Derek's ready for the red light, orange light, green light. Go, oh, missed it. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. Have another go. Have another go. Get a closer look. Get a closer look at the red light. Orange light. Green light. Go. Whoops. Caught it. Right in the back. Right in the back. Right in the back of the anorak. So now they're spotting Derek. Yes, now they're spotting Derek. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. They've got the duffel bag. That's in crew. The family pack of crisps. They're in wick. The big notebook. That's loose leaf. Covers all the regions. Covers all the regions. Mind you, so does Derek. Poor old Derek. With his red light, orange light, green light, go. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. Train spotter, train spotter, train spotter, train, train, train spotter, train spotter, train, train. Poor old Derek. Poor unlucky Derek. How do you mean? Well, while we've been doing Glumcast, poor old Derek has died twice in totally unrelated incidents. Really? Really. Well, thankfully nobody's noticed. Well, they will now. Oh, yeah. Hey, have you ever been train spotting? No, I haven't. I prefer my hobbies to be a bit more energetic.
Oh, like your folk dancing, you mean? Oh, look, I do not go folk dancing. Then why the new tabard, eh? Forest Green. I've never been there. No, that's the colour of your new tabard, Forest Green. Better than the muddy brown you had before. I have never owned a tabard, Ray, and if I did, it wouldn't be muddy brown. Blues on a hot Chicago night. Eh? Muddy brown. It was his signature tune. Yeah, and he did. I shot me mockingbird, but Mama says she don't care. He did indeed. Right, Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef. I reckon it's time for your recipe. What have you got for us this week? I hope it's something special for our season finale. Well, David, this week I'm going to give you a classic Italian dish. Oh, is it pasta? No, it's not pasta. Well, it must be pizza then. No, it's not pizza either. Well, I can't wait to find out what it is. OK, Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef, away you go. Right then. Today, I'm going to give you my special recipe for fagioli con salsa di pomodoro su bruschetta. Oh, bruschetta. I've heard of that. It's a bit like toast, isn't it? Right then. Shall I carry on? Uh, sorry, Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef. Carry on. Right. For this recipe, you need just two main ingredients. Fagioli con salsa di pomodoro and a nice crusty white loaf plus a couple of kitchen cupboard staples. Fagioli, that's Italian for beans, isn't it? That's right, David. And salsa di pomodoro? That's a rich tomato sauce. Oh, and are you going to make the sauce, Big Jeff, the Sheffield chef? No, it comes with the beans. Right, uh, so we buy a tin of fagioli con salsa di pomodoro. Or beans in the tomato sauce? That's right. You'll get them in any supermarket. I often do. Pardon? Oh, nothing. Do carry on, Big Jeff. Right. So, you open your tin of fagioli and you put them in a pan on a gentle heat. You just want to eat them through, but don't bring them to the boil. Right. Don't boil. No. Now for the secret ingredient. We're going to add a half a teaspoon of oregano. I thought that was the Japanese art of paper folding. No, oh, that's origami. Ah. Right. Now for the bruschetta. You'll need your oven for this. So before you start, maybe you can preheat it to around 200 degrees. Cut two slices of the crusty loaf and place them on a baking tray, right side up. Right, so which is the right side? The one that's facing up. Got it. Okay. So when your oven is up to temperature, place the baking tray in the middle of the oven and leave it for five minutes. Then, take out the baking tray, flip the slices over and put them back in for another five minutes. OK, another five minutes. Yep. The slices should turn crispy and take on a lovely brown colour. A bit like toast, then. If you like. OK, now, place the slices on a plate. Now, at this point, some people rub the bread with a clove of garlic. What? Ju just rub the bread? Yeah. Given the rough texture of the bread, it has the effect of grating the garlic clove and releasing its flavour. Oh, right. But we're not going to bother with that. All you need to do now 
is gently pour the fagioli onto the bread slices. And is that it, Big Jeff, the Sheffield chef? Nearly. There's just one final step. Well, somehow I thought there would be. Yep. To finish it off, you just need a few generous shakes of Henderson's Yorkshire relish. Well, thanks for that, Big Jeff the Sheffield chef. Where would you be without your bottle of Hendo's? It doesn't bear thinking about. Right, well, thanks for coming in, Big Jeff the Sheffield chef. No problem. Yes, and I feel as if we've been gastronomically transported to the rolling Tuscan hills. Ah, that'll be the oregano. Yes, uh, well... Thanks, Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef, and hopefully we'll see you in Season 3. Right, Joe. See you. Has he gone? Yep. Big Jeff the Sheffield Chef has left the building. Have you noticed anything about Big Jeff's recipes? Well, I didn't like to say, but... They're all very similar. Well, yeah, they are, they are a bit. A bit? Anyway, have you been watching the Tour de France this week? Oh, don't get me started. Oh, don't you like cycle racing? Oh, I don't mind cycle racing. Hey, do you remember when they had the start of the race in Yorkshire? The Grand Depart. No, the Tour de France. <laughs> yes, I know. That's what they call the start. The Grand Depart. Ah, oh, right. Oh, well, and then we had the Tour de Yorkshire. Do you remember that? I do. Look, it's not the cycle racing that bothers me. It's the aftermath. Eh? Right. You know when the tennis is on at Wimbledon? Well, yes, but this is cycle racing. Yeah, yeah, just stay with me. Tennis at Wimbledon. What happens for several weeks after the tournament? Oh, well, yes, every tennis court in every park is packed with aspiring Murrays and Federers. Yeah. So, have you noticed a similar effect after the Tour de France has been on TV? Does it involve middle-aged men? It does. What's that coming over the hill? How exciting! What a thrill! Oh my god, if looks could kill, it's middle-aged men in lycra. Puffing, panting, sweating, straining. But you won't hear them complaining. No, not even when it's raining. Middle-aged men in lycra. Cycle shorts and jerseys on. They think they're in the peloton. Oh look, they've formed an echelon. The middle-aged men in lycra. Legs shaving, trotter ranging, coughing, wheezing, choking, sneezing, up the hill, don't you rush it, bloody hell, get off and push it. Why do they look so downhearted? Well, for the biker grand departed, that's before they've even started middle-aged men in Lycra. The quest for Wigo's cheeky land That sometime must have been the plan But they wound up looking like the Michelin man The middle-aged men in Lycra 
Getting longer in the tooth Chasing everlasting youth But there's no hiding from the truth For middle-aged men in Lycra Pedal pumping devotees Bulging veins, creaking knees Cutting through the winter breeze It's enough to make your assets freeze Is that the sound of rustling leaves? No, it's the asthmatic wheeze of the Bradley Wiggins wannabes The middle-aged men in Lycra Middle-aged men in Lycra. Right, well, before we sign off for the summer, uh, we've had an email from a listener. Really? We've had an email? Oh. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, asking if we're on social media. Oh, well, I'm on MySpace. Nobody's on MySpace anymore. Oh, well, that explains why I've got no friends then. Well, that may be part of the reason. Anyway, if you want to find out what we get up to this summer... You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Glummer Twins. Yes, or check out our website at www.theglummertwins.com. Right, that's it then. Oh, have we finished? Yep, that's the final icing on the cake of season two. Oh, do we have a cake now? Well, as it happens, we do. Big Jeff brought one in for us. Oh, fab! Right, that's it then. End of season two. Thanks to all our listeners around the world. Yes, and don't forget, coming this autumn, season three. So, he's still David Harmer. And he's still Ray Globe. And we've been... The, the Glummer, Glummer Twins. Twins! So where's the cake then? Here it is. Oh, right. Oh, it's a bread cake. Oh, well, has it got a filling? Have a guess. Beans? Beans. <laughs> <laughs>